0: What's going on everybody? Happy Wednesday night to you and yours here is an all new AAT birds weekly report. Now we are in the special edition modes of the season where we are eyeing the East in just a little while. We are going to bring on somebody who I consider an expert on the Washington commanders, which I mean, that's saying what it is, but my buddy Rio Robinson, he's going to come on. He's going to talk about the commanders in a little bit, but we got other things to talk about first. Let's give some shout-outs. First off, I'm Chip at Chip for the Birds and Umpire Stories, joined by Mike at Rewind CEO, aka the fantasy fiend. Um
1: just fiend is fun.
0: Just fiend is fun. Listen, I was already hitting you up for fantasy advice because I have the first pick in my one draft and my second pick in my Camp America draft. Shout out to Nick and Evan and Ryan and all of my 13-year-old friends who just happen to be watching this show tonight. Um There you go. I gave their shout outs. Shout out to Adam. Good evening. Go birds. I agree. Um, Real quick, because I feel like we got to do this. Do you know some big things are happening for the AAT birds team, Michael?
1: I do. But for those of you who don't know, maybe you should share with them, Chip. Michael, I would love
0: to share with them a little bit. So the first thing that's happening is this Sunday, The Philadelphia Eagles and the Cleveland Browns are playing a preseason game, and that's great and all. But at 4 o'clock after the game, we are going to be at Sports and Social in Allentown, Pennsylvania for a post-game live show with the one, the only, Hollis Thomas. Come out, listen to Hollis Thomas talk. When he was on our show a couple weeks ago, he threw Tom Brady under the bus. He threw Donovan McNabb under the bus. He hates and loves quite a lot of people. So we're going to actually see this Gargantuan human live right next to us. Um, and I'm very excited for that on Sunday at four o'clock in Sports and Social in Allentown. Ish, um, four o'clock ish. Michael, is there something happening in September? It's my wife's birthday, my anniversary, my 10 year anniversary. Wait, um,
1: we were talking about this. Aren't you doing something really cool on your anniversary this year? You know what,
0: Michael? I am. I am getting on a bus with Hollis Thomas and 97.5 and all of these great podcast people and getting on a bus and going and invading FedEx field, which is kind of redundant because the place sucks. But on September 25th, I'm getting on a bus. I'm going to hang out with Hollis Thomas and we're going to watch the Philadelphia Eagles travel and beat up on Carson Wentz if he's still playing by September 25th. So we have a link.
1: What's that? The Nate Gary revenge game.
0: Yes. So we have a link in all of our show bios. Make sure you are purchasing the tickets. And when you get those tickets, make sure you are shouting out AAT birds um, and saying that you're going to hang out with us all about the birds. Cool.
1: On one side of the bus, everybody's on one side. Hollis is on the other.
0: Otherwise we're rolling up 95 this way. We're rolling down 95 this way. It's actually not a
1: bad trip to get down there. I've been to FedEx field for what it's worth. Um, Seats I had were fine. No railings fell, um, and I'll tell you what—they're just so happy to have people in the stadium. Everyone that works there is really nice to you too. So
0: you know, right. it'll be a good trip. You guys will have fun. The Eagles played their first preseason game last week. We haven't really had the opportunity to talk about anything, but what are your initial thoughts watching the Philadelphia Eagles? first preseason game where they lost to the jets and i don't really look at the the end result personally because it's preseason and the score honestly doesn't really matter it's the whole getting out of things safely and healthy and things like that so what were your thoughts about the eagles jets first game
1: so i didn't get to actually watch it i was in canton for the fantasy football expo so i was watching brown's jaguars um which by the way in case you're wondering almost Every Browns fan that I talks to says the same thing. They don't like Deshaun Watson, but they are Browns fans first, and their fandom will outlive Deshaun Watson's career. So, I'm going to try to apply that to my thoughts on Jalen Hurts, and I'm going to try to wow. be a nice guy about it. That being said, I did watch, you know, as much as I could, replays and stuff like that. It looks promising. Kaiser White really impressed me. Um, I did not like the unnecessary late hit out of bounds. Um, on uh,
0: that was grotesque.
1: You know, you you really don't want your season to end before it even starts by your starting quarterback getting hurt. Um, also, it looks like Zach Wilson's um, time that he will miss will not be as bad as originally thought. It looks like it's going to be a, f- a few weeks. I think he got his knee scoped. I don't know. I don't really know about knees and stuff like that. Uh, but everything I did see looked pretty promising. Uh, one thing I am concerned about, though, apparently Miles Sanders is coming up with the hamstring issues. So, you know, something that we could be looking towards too. Um, look for guys on roster bubbles like the Chargers have a ton of running backs, like Joshua Kelly, you know, Kareem Hunt wants to get traded. So look for the Eagles to make a move at running back, I think, within the next few weeks, honestly. Cause Kennedy Brooks looked fine when he punched mm-hmm. in for a touchdown, but Kennedy Brooks is really fucking boring. <laughs> I'm sorry. He's just hes just like a super boring running back. He, if we had to watch Kennedy Brooks play, we would just be like, oh, God. Could we say – Chip, could we say that running back is a weakness on our team?
0: No. You don't think so? I do not. Um, I think that – so looking right away at Miles Sanders, I mean, we, we do need to understand that he is now starting to change his – The label that he used to have was, you know, he got hurt, good running back on the up and up. Okay, fine. But the injuries are starting to stack up. And I saw an article today that said oft injured Miles Sanders, meaning he is now an often injured player. He hasn't proven himself yet. So while I believe that he could be excellent, he could be good. He's not there yet. So let's just understand that we do need to improve there. Kenny Gainwell is going to have a breakout season this year. He already did a lot of really good things. Um, But he's that pass-catching running back where the Eagles really needed that. The Eagles really did need that, and I think that that is now a position of Kenny Gainwell himself is going to do a good job. Boston Scott is what Boston Scott is. Okay? Okay. So, in answer to your question, is it a position of concern? If Miles Sanders plays, it is not. If he doesn't play and you're going into the season with Kenny Gainwell, Boston Scott, maybe Jason Huntley, maybe Kennedy Brooks, then yes, it is a position of concern simply because they like to run the football. So,
1: my But I wouldn't
0: question, go out and get a Kareem Hunt.
1: My question to you is, Kenneth Gamewell had 101 touches last year between rushing and receiving. Okay, So that's almost six touches a game. Realistically, how much more do you think he's going to get? You know, it's just one of those I things. I think like,
0: that he could... Because remember, last year, even though we all ripped on at the beginning of the offseason, Jordan Howard was a member of this team. And he was a productive member of this team, too. And he, he was. was. So those carries, those touches have to be reallocated somewhere. So you're going to see Gainwell probably touching the ball in the range of, I would say, 15 to 18 times per game, which I think is that nice little sweet spot for him, along with more runs, more option-designed runs with Jalen Hurts, with an increase in the passing. Remember that run total from last year, which got everybody up in arms. Oh, my God, we're a running team now. We're not a running team. They went out, and what did they get? A.J. Brown, they got Zach Pascal. they got rid of J. Jaw. They did things to improve the passing game.
1: I actually lied. I forgot he did not play the finale, so he – so 6.31 touches per game.
0: I think that number goes between 15 and 18 touches per game.
1: And, I mean, we look at it, too. Jordan Howard had 86 carries last year. So, yeah, there, there is touches there. But I'm curious, too, like how many touches are going to go to running backs? We've got A.J. Brown, Quiz Watkins coming in. And that's great. Smith. And here's the thing, too. Obviously, I run with the fantasy community a lot. Everybody's like, A.J. Brown's going to have this. Devonta Smith's going to have this. Dallas Goddard's going to have this. There's only going to be so much productivity to go around. I mean, I, I don't think Jalen Hurts is going to have three 1,000-yard receivers. I, I mean, I just – No. Not in this – this is not the offense for that. You know what I mean? Like we believe, we believe he's going to run too. We know that. So I don't, I necessarily don't think Kenneth Gamewell is going to have a breakout season. I think he's going to have a good season. I um, agree, but I, I don't know what to make of a running game. To be honest with you, I'm concerned because there's nobody behind Miles uh-huh. Sanders that I really want running the ball for an extended period of time. If Sanders were to miss time.
0: Well, and that's what Adam's asking here. Do you think Sanders can stay healthy all year? I don't. He's not healthy. Um, No. Sadly. He, I, I don't, I would like to see him be healthy for a portion of the season, but I don't think that he can stay healthy for 17 games.
1: Can you put Adam's next comment up? He says, I saw Rager will be number four receiver over Zach Pascal." I'm curious where you saw that at, because I just, I can't see that being the case. What about you? No, I don't. I don't think
0: he's on this roster. I don't. I don't think that he's on this roster come the beginning of the season. I mean, look, you already saw that the Eagles are cutting um, dead weight. They, they traded – somehow they traded J-Jaw for anything. Um, and the, the – the, I almost called them the Seagulls. The Seahawks are allegedly excited? Good for them. It's good for them. And I said this and I tweeted this. Look, J. was never going to be successful here because of what he wasn't. He wasn't Justin Jefferson. He wasn't DK Metcalf. He wasn't these guys that were super productive. that were drafted around them. Um, specifically DK Metcalf in his situation. Same way that Jalen Rager is not going to be successful here because he's not Justin Jefferson. So knowing that understanding that information, J. needed a fresh start. And if he's successful, Great, but the problem is, is that because DK Metcalf is a number one caliber receiver, the expectation in Philadelphia was that J.J. Orsega-Whiteside would be a number one caliber receiver because he was drafted higher than him and we didn't get DK Metcalf. It's the same exact thing with Jalen Rager. These gentlemen cannot be successful in Philadelphia. So I'm hoping that they are successful where they go to, Let's but forget- they won't be
1: successful here. The Seahawks have Tyler Lockett too, and he's no slouch either. So, I mean, Jay Jaws, he's, he's but they the don't least. have a quarterback. Well, they have two, but just none of them are very good. Although, that's actually not 100% true. Geno Smith played
0: decent. No, when he came in last, he's not Russell. No, okay. I, I will not give you a Geno Smith as an acceptable NFL quarterback. You will not con- concede that argument.
1: Yo, you're not knocking my man Drew Lock, are you? Come on now.
0: I am knocking, locking, and putting him away. The dude sucks. Um, the Broncos couldn't wait to get rid of him. But so I, I watched this preseason game, and a lot of the things that you mentioned were true. You know, Jordan Mailata is still that dude. Um, he he went right after the guy who knocks Jalen Hurts on his ass, and I appreciated Nick Sirianni more in that moment where you saw him get fired up, where you saw him ready to run across the field and cussing it out. You know, he's one of ours. He, he's one of ours. He's one of us. Um, but the rest of the game, I mean, the defense, the first team defense looked good, and they didn't even have all their pieces out there. The first team offense looked good. They didn't even have all the pieces out there. Any type of backups did not look good. I will say Kim
1: Jurgens looked good.
0: Cam Jorgens Cam looks exceptional. I wasn't even considering him a backup. That's how good he looked. And you saw some, him doing some of the things that Jason Kelsey does, which is why Kelsey went out there and said, go get this guy. It's why Fletcher Cox went out there and said, go get Jordan Davis. I mean, these are cut from the same mold kind of dudes.
1: Also, just looking at the Seahawks depth chart, J.J.R. Sega-Whiteside is listed as the fifth string tight end. And mm-hmm. – um, Seahawks do have a quarterback, man. They got Jacob Eason out there. That's my boy from Washington.
0: You need to stop it. You're embarrassing yourself and your family. I liked Jacob Eason <laughs> I scouted him. Never Great. got a
1: fake take, man.
0: Um, so quick, quick predictions. The Eagles have the Browns this upcoming weekend. As we mentioned, we're going to be hanging out with Hollis Thomas at Sports and Social. But what do you want to see? What do you expect to see? What are your thoughts? Because you actually scouted the Browns a little bit while you were out in camp.
1: Yeah, I mean, I didn't get to watch as much as I wanted. Uh, I did get to see some Anthony Schwartz, though, who I liked him a little bit when he was coming out of Auburn. Everybody likes Seth Williams, but Seth Williams was like a discount DK Metcalf with off-the-field issues, to be honest with you. So, um, hey, look, the Browns are what the Browns are. They supposedly have a good quarterback now.
0: They do not. And everything we've seen out of him shows that he's a year rusty. I got to be
1: honest with you, man. Like everyone keeps saying that Deshaun Watson's an elite caliber quarterback, but he's not elite caliber quarterbacks put a team on their back to be honest with you. right? And Um, he
0: did that with the Texans for a while, but he also had, you know, Deandre Hopkins. He had JJ while on the other side. And then you start to see these pieces fading off. I think Deshaun Watson is a good quarterback. I don't think he, I think he's rusty. I think he took a year of football off. I think he's about to take another year of football off.
1: Um, well, the NFL wants won-
0: told- because they finally heard the fans' response. They sat and waited to say, "Okay, well, let's see if six games is good enough." Turns out, it was not. Um, Browns fans don't want him. You know, when they played the Jaguars, the Jaguars fans—I mean, nobody seems to want Deshaun Watson. I don't know
1: what's going on with Cleveland. Um, it's I, Cleveland. Honestly, I know a lot of Cleveland fans. Again, from you know, there's a lot of. And I, my joke was always the, why there's so many Browns fans that play fantasy football because it's the only way they could see their team win. Um, True. But I, I do know a lot of them. And I feel bad for these fans that they don't want this. You know you know what I mean? Like, that would be – we would feel the same exact way if we brought Deshaun Watson in here. We don't want this, but we love our team. Whoa. What do you do? But, but I we wish- did feel
0: that a couple of years ago when we brought Michael Vick in. Now, what, we know that winning cures all.
1: But there winning was cures a difference. all. difference. Michael Vick was sentenced. He did serve his time. He was, for all intended purposes, rehabilitated. You know, Deshaun he was
0: rehabilitated and remorseful. And Deshaun, Deshaun Watson is not.
1: I did see his heartfelt apology before the game. No, um, but I will tell you, Nick Chubb looks good. Cream Hunt does look good. They got some decent wide receivers out there, Amari Cooper. They got a good tight end, uh, Harrison Bryant. I know he's their backup right. after roku but these are guys I like, and they're gonna have a really good defensive line too. The Browns have a decent defense, so for me, what I'm looking forward to seeing the most is our offensive line versus their defensive line. That's what I want to see. This is gonna be a this is gonna be trench warfare right there, man.
0: How long do you want our starters to play this game? It's game two now. Would you prefer that they don't play a lot this game and then do a third game like dress rehearsal or do they want to play them now and basically give them the third game off?
1: How are they doing this now? Is the second game like what the third game was?
0: I don't know. That's what I'm asking. What do you want to say?
1: I feel like they're putting a lot more stock in these joint practices now.
0: They are, which is what the Um, Eagles are doing all week.
1: Yeah, I guess like maybe at the most a quarter. Because, you know, you want everyone, to, you want Jalen to get into a rhythm. I'd love to see Miles Sanders play, but I don't care if they lose by 100 points. I want everybody to get into the season opener healthy. That's what I well, want. you
0: Well, you mentioned practices, and I do want to ask a question about Andre Dillard at practice. He was getting chippy the other day from what I heard so Andre Dillard a couple days ago was removed from practice for starting a brawl with both Patrick Johnson. And then later with Derek Barnett
1: from what I had heard, apparently this happened with him and Derek Barnett once before
0: it did in 2019.
1: Yeah. Um, I don't know why he got removed. Um, so I do listen to the Eagle Eye podcast, you know, Ruben Frank and Dave Zangaro this, So they're on the practice field. So, from what I did hear, though, Andre Dillard's helmet did get ripped off during the okay. screen Johnson, and he is coming back from a concussion. So him being removed could have been precautionary. You know what I mean? Obviously, coming back from a head injury, you want to be careful with this. So um, what do I think of it, though? Hey, good. He's starting to show some balls.
0: Well, and that's part of it. You want to see that out of your offensive lineman, but at the same time, you don't want to see it Going after your own teammates, like say that for the joint practices. Like I understand that the Patriots and whoever they're scrimmaging against, which I think is the Lions, I think it's have the been team. fighting. And, the Panthers have been fighting and brawling, and they basically had to stop these practices. That's acceptable. They're but two the different teams; is- they should hate each other.
1: When you are hitting and getting hit by the same person day after day after day after day after day, after day eventually your tempers are going to flare. Like, if you and I were trying to block each other for a week straight. First off, nobody would want to see
0: that. Nobody wants to see that.
1: You know that there's going to be somebody that would love to see that.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, he he can get his fill later. But, again, the problem is, is that these guys, they're on the same team. And Andre Dillard isn't that dude. Like, he's not. Okay, he's a backup offensive lineman. That's what he is. He's in the last year of his rookie deal. He will not be here next season.
1: I hope he's not here halfway through the season.
0: Well, we, I think we need to keep him. I mean, yes, agreed. Because as players start to lose offensive linemen, he could be a hot commodity. He played okay in the five games that he played, but again, he did. That is true. He's not going to be on this roster next season. I think that the way that the Eagles value the trenches, I do see him being on the roster this season. Um, but I think Diller just needs to cool out, man. T- take it out on the Browns all week.
1: So apparently, yeah, after Andre Diller, you got Brett Toth who's on the pup. La you Ra- know. La Raven Clark, who who is never healthy. Yeah, and who well, he's healthy now. So the thing about La Raven Clark is he's a veteran and he could play a lot of different positions. But I've heard that he's not have a good he's not had a good camp. He's not looked good. And, you know, you think a guy like this who's a vet, who's just a swing guy, he should be able to just step in and and do it at least to an acceptable level. And, you know, this is this is Jalen's blind side, too. So, uh-huh. you know, young quarterback. That's my quarterback. You know what I mean? Um, Apparently, Josh Sills is being cross-trained, who is a free agent uh, from Oklahoma State that they like a little bit. But then after that, like, what are you doing? You're going to try to – like, let's just say they – let's just say, theoretically – they get rid of Andre Dillard, they get
0: a whatever, a third form, which would be they won't. They will definitely not get a third form.
1: Okay, they get a draft pick of some sort for him in three Jack
0: Driscoll can play both roles.
1: But he also can't stay healthy.
0: True. Is
1: Isaac Sayamalu an option?
0: You're starting right guard?
1: No. Is he an option to move to left tackle if that would no. be the last resort? You don't think so? No. Okay. No. Because he did play left guard. Can Dickerson play
0: tackle, you think? Swing him out to he, he played all three roles, but he's better on the inside three. Yeah.
1: It's just... So, yeah, I think we kind of do have to keep Dillard for right now and keep developing I these agree. guys. Or, and, and I hate to do it. You hate to see a first-round draft pick just being a backup. But, unfortunately, if you look at this roster... We have some of that in other places. Jalen Rager is a backup. You know what I mean? Yes, I mean, he is. I don't know. Well, technically, Jordan Davis is a backup, but that's you that's
0: know. fine. They rotate defensive linemen. I'm, I'm less worried about that. Okay. Uh, yo, Chris. All right, so listen, we've been going for about 20 minutes now. I'm going to play a quick commercial. And then when we come back, we're going to be joined by Commander Rio. I don't know what that means, but we're going to do it anyway. So check this out. Don't forget, you can get your tickets. We'll share the link out, but we'll be right back. There's a storm coming.
2: You sound like you're looking forward
0: to it. I'm adaptable. I had to make sure to play that right as Rio joined, because we are joined by, I'm going to be honest, from what I know about the Commander's organization, probably the best vlogger, podcaster out there. He runs the Rambling with Rio podcast vlog. He's up to almost 5,000 YouTube subscribers. Um, dude is awesome. Hey,
2: man. He,
0: and I talk, he and I talk a lot. We should talk a lot. But when all said and done, we got nothing but love up in here.
2: Absolutely. Appreciate you. Thank you guys for having me. Thank you for that introduction. I'm not worthy. And shout out to Commander Carson, man. No,
0: we we don't do that
2: here. here, This is the guy that's about to win the NFC East in 2022 right here, man.
0: That shirt is one of the most hideous things I've ever (laughs) (laughs) seen. Mike, why do we keep bringing on these delusional people? What are we doing here? Hey, listen,
1: when Johnny said Rio, I'm like this guy. <laughs> no, you know, I had a great time when you were on last time with us. I love hanging out with you, and uh, you know, I, I have some other friends that are commanders fans too. I will say, you, you uh, commanders fans seem to have really bought into the whole commanders thing. I mean, uh,
2: we, we ain't got a choice at the end yeah, of the day, you know what I'm saying? And you that's your name is gonna be
1: right. You live down there, you could be a Ravens fan. Hell no.
2: I, I, I don't, I, I, we don't even consider the Baltimore, part of the DMV. I don't even look at them like they're
0: they're nothing to me. I'm cool. So let's let's start with that because you guys have had an entertaining off season. I'm not going to say it was a good off season, but it's been entertaining. So one of the big things, uh, <laughs> Adam's right. Rio's a lot better than the Cowboys guy they had on last week. Yeah. I wasn't on that show, but pretty much anytime you associate cowboys and anything, it's just it's a slight step up, even if you're a commander. human being. <laughs> um, all right, so let's have this conversation. Let's do it for a couple of seasons. You were the Washington football team, which is the worst have, name ever. It wasn't a name; it was a cop out. It was yeah, a cop out, and maybe we'll forget the racist undertones of the OG name. <laughs> pretty much, we did, we did not. Um. They settled on the Commanders. Initial thoughts about your new uh, organization. I mean, the name doesn't move the needle,
2: but to be perfectly honest, I mean, I I get a lot of old fans riled up when I say that. The name Redskins never meant anything to me. Didn't mean shit to me, didn't do anything. The logo wasn't that great. The uniforms and the logo now look way better than the old shit to me. And people get mad at me for saying that. We actually look like a modern football team. We don't look like something that came out of a time machine and was placed in the 2000s with Reebok TJ Maxx looking jerseys now. We actually look like a team that plays in the current era of football.
0: I mean, your stadium still doesn't, but I'm glad that you guys. The field looks good, though.
2: (laughs) We got grass now. We got
0: Uh grass now. Right up until it claims the next uh, ACL of somebody in that. Dark hole quadrant in the one end zone. Yeah, well, the, that's, green, that's the grass
2: is good now. I can't promise you the barricades won't take your quarterback out, but the the field looks great. This is the best
0: <laughs> field I've ever looked. I mean, it, it had to. It was it was bad.
2: Yeah, man. Rio, it, it took Ron have... Rivera coming to DC to realize we should probably put grass instead of <laughs> on the field. Jesus.
1: <laughs> Rio, can I ask about a former player of ours that you guys are now wait, rostering? Wait.
0: Don't do that yet. Don't do that yet. That's part of the rapid fire. I'll hold that thought. I promise you, we'll make fun of him in a couple seconds. Get your jokes off. I'm I'm keeping receipts. Get your jokes off it's, now. It's queued up. I promise you, Mike. You don't need to ask about him yet. It is in the rapid fire. I will let you ask that question. I got a lot to say. <laughs> I don't think
1: uh, we're, I, so, I don't think we're thinking of the same player, Rio. Just we case. may
2: not be talking about the same player because I I think I I think you're going we're not talking about this guy.
0: We are not. Oh, y'all aren't talking about this guy. Okay, okay. We're gonna talk about him, but that's not who we're talking about in this exact thing we're talking really about. Well. <laughs> I do, I do. It's already queued up. Um, all right, so let me ask you this: Give me the state of the commanders. I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you, I'm gonna give you the spotlight and everything. Tell me what you guys did, what your off was like, and what you expect as a uh, a cold-blooded Commanders fan. Uh, first things
2: first, the entire off-season script was upgrade significantly at the quarterback position. And as Eagle fans, I know you guys hold disdain for our signal caller, but if anyone doesn't believe that we significantly upgraded at the quarterback position, I would like you drug tested and I'd like you to watch football more because. Taylor Heineke is a great guy to have a beer with. He is probably the MVP at every brewery he ever walks into. But as a football player, a starting quarterback, when you're reaching the age of 30 and you were undrafted and you were on the streets for a few years and you were on your sister's couch taking accounting classes at Old Dominion, there's a reason for that. And there's this, there's this delusion in our fan base that, There's still more surface for him to scratch. And this is his zenith. This is his peak. This is who he is. And we needed to upgrade. And we have a 6'5", 240-pound quarterback that can actually open up the playbook and run the entire offense. Another guy that you guys know very well. We took in the first round of the draft, Jahan Dotson personality wise work ethic wise he's a carbon copy printout of terry mclaurin with better more natural hands coming out of college and in general because i love terry terry's the best wide receiver in the nfc east but terry's a body catcher terry's a body catcher he's better than aj brown we'll get into that too but john Dotson, curtis samuel and terry mclaurin uh gibson robinson mckissick A solid O-line. This I would say this is the best assortment of weapons Carson has played with since he's been in the league. And I think it's... Jack Del Rio's in the hot seat for Mm -hmm. more than one reason. I wish storylines around Jack Del Rio would be football centered and I wish the same energy that he puts on Twitter to defend the insurrection at the Capitol he could put into putting our cornerbacks on receivers and not at the first down sticks on every first down I wish we could stop third and longs but this has to be the year that the defense finally takes the next step we Mm -hmm. put years into all these first round pick we have five first round picks in the front seven four on the d-line one on a linebacker last year who showed us nothing but he's having a good camp so far well you can only look up based on how his rookie year went because when david mayo who no one should know is getting snaps over your first round pick in crucial games that shouldn't matter but matter to young players down the stretch then it should tell you a lot about your first round pick but it's time for the defense to put it together chase young's not going to start the season he's probably going to miss a couple games Montez sweat needs to put it together chase young needs to put it together one and a half sacks was not okay but it's time for the defense to put up or shut up and I think this is the best roster we've assimilated in quite some time. I'm feeling confident, and I like our chances in this three-team race in the NFC East because the
0: Giants do not count in any conversation. And no. Anyone tell you they are. <laughs> no. And, and next week we're going to have a, a Giants person on. Um, I, I don't know how that, how that goes. I, I mean, I at least can, you know, shit talk with you a little bit, but that, that's just going to be like beating up on – on people who can't defend themselves. Yeah, they, we're they're going to be
2: starting a lot of Tyrod Taylor this year.
0: <laughs> Until they trade for Jimmy G. True. Bring him. Um. So, all right. You you mentioned you know some of the draft picks, and again, you guys have been building around the defense, which is good. That's great. Um, but one draft pick that I want to talk about is your quarterback that you drafted this year mm. and more importantly what the conversations have been in Washington of managing Carson Wentz's fragile ego with a quarterback who probably is the future of the franchise in no, Sam Howell no, there have been no
2: conversations about that they've actually been very like surprisingly because our our media here is very toxic and they push negative agendas quarterback controversy is not one thing that's been uttered one time but this
0: year this year though, and I agree that this year it's not but again like Carson Wentz had the issue with Nick Foles and then Jalen Hurts and then he went over to Indianapolis where they weren't allowed to really take another quarterback so they didn't and Carson didn't play great and Carson did what he did Uh-oh, hands up Go ahead.
1: I do want to just remind everyone that the Indianapolis Colts defense did blow four
0: fourth quarter leads last year sure and and sure, But Rio? now he's over with his – Carson Wentz is with his third team now in his career, and there really? is somebody waiting in the ra- wings. I mean, Sam Howell, in my opinion, was probably the best quarterback in this draft.
1: Whoa. Uh, Rio, get, the, get the drug test kid out I mean, before before he lost, Daz knew some
2: De'Ami Brown, Javante Williams, and Michael Carter he was projected to be to be the top pick of the draft and he didn't have a horrible last year in college. I mean, he still right. He still produced. He almost ran for a thousand yards and 10 plus touchdowns through for 25 touchdowns. Like he didn't have a horrible last year, but when you take a guy in the fifth round, a guy that you really like, the guy that a lot of people said would probably be the perfect fit out of all the guys in the class. There's no pressure on him. He can sit in the slow cooker. He can bake. There's no conversation about, I like lo- I love what I've seen from him so far. I don't want to ever watch Taylor Heineke play again. I wish we could just make him <laughs> back up right now because it just looks crazy. He's Heineke's height, but he has Wentz's arm and it looks nuts. And then when they're throwing next to each other, it's like a work of beauty. And then Heineke comes and the ball stays in the air for an hour. And it's like, oh, I don't want to see that again, man. But I like how I like what he has, I like the Moxie. He's a gamer. And he impressed in his first preseason game. He looked exactly like he looked looked good. He's looked like he's looked in camp so far. He's not a raw prospect. So he should look like that versus threes because there's no reason he should have been a fifth round pick.
1: Yeah, this let's not forget too when we have to be really specific when we talk about this last class. Like you're saying, there's no reason he should be this or that. And I get it because you're doing a lot of scouting and trying to project where people are going to go. Um, I actually had him projected as late as a fourth round pick and as early as a second. Um, but this class was actually a lot larger than other draft classes because of all the people extending their collegiate careers because of COVID. So COVID. you had guys that, you know, if this was a regular class, Sam Hall probably would have been a third round draft pick. I think I'm not the biggest Sam Hall guy, but you're right. He did have some skilled players around him at UNC. Um Ty Chandler, who's now with the Minnesota Vikings, is UDFA. Who's a, I actually really like Ty Chandler a lot. Great receiving back. There's a guy that's going to be coming out next year, Joshua Downs. Mm-hmm. So if you like your Jahan Dotson, Jordan Addison, who just transferred to USC, mm-hmm. and if you like that style of play, Joshua Downs is a guy to look out for. A smaller guy that spread the field. Um, but Rio, I, I agree. You know, not that the, I agree that the Giants are relevant. I do think they course, are. Oh, I do agree with that. I do think worst case scenario for the commanders is finishing third in the division. They're not going to finish last. The giants are going to finish. last. No. But, um, this, no, is and honestly, two- and,
0: and and Mike, I have the commanders finishing in second. You think because you
1: think the Cowboys,
0: I do, because the Cowboys did nothing but get worse this all season. And thanks. Every the- again. And I, have said this enough times where, you know, it's becoming a broken record with me on this network. I judge an offseason by, did you get better from the last snap to the first snap? Eagles, yes. Commanders, yes. Giants, they suck um, so bad that, yeah, they, I mean, they no, they're, they're just bad. The Cowboys got exponentially worse.
2: Yep, and we're going to really see what Dak's made of this year with that receiving core he has right now.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah, I mean, we could say the same thing about Dak that we could say about Jalen Hurts in the regard of no excuses. He's got you know, the difference is Dak's got that big contract, but you have two solid backs that you could throw to or hand off to. You have great wide receivers, Dalton. Shultons. Your receiving
0: core is is quite impressive as a whole mm-hmm. um, between Dalton. Samuel McLaurin and uh, Jahan Dotson.
1: Yeah, and the right. Commanders have a great receiving core too. What I was saying before, this is probably the best assortment of weapons that Wentz has ever had to work with. I mean, we're talking. I understand that Jonathan Taylor was in Indy but you really have Michael Pittman as a wide receiver. You had a broken down T.Y. Hilton. Zach Pascal, Zach Pascal, who I like Zach Pascal, but he's not a wide receiver too, which he had to be at times in Indy. He's a wide yep. receiver for here. And I think that's perfect for him, to be honest with you. He's going to come in and he knows Nick Sirianni. So I like Zach Pascal. Yeah. He just he is what he is at this point in his career. Like, yep. you know what I mean? It was one of those things where when they signed him, I was like, he's fine. I don't hate Zach Pascal, but I'm not going to go buy a Zach Pascal jersey either. So, no, no,
0: nor am I. I'm going to buy a um, Jason Kelsey jersey though. I am going to buy a Jason Kelsey jersey for sure. Um, all right, so let me ask you this because I know you're there at training camp pretty much every day, or at least most days. Hell yeah! I've so you had <laughs> yeah. So you had a cool story about your interaction with Terry McLaurin. So I want you to tell that story. Okay. And then I also want to ask what the reception has been in Washington for this new team and kind of, I know what your expectations are, Mm -hmm. but kind of what the overall feel in Washington is like from, because you look at a lot of the training camp and a lot of the training camp is empty.
2: Mm, The first week, but look, so it started, it started, they realized they made a mistake. Okay. So they, a camp is usually in Richmond at bone secures site where it's unlimited attended. They decided this year to have it on the team premises in Ashburn and they were trying to cut attendance. So they made this fan lottery system and it was, they, it was a very, very small selective group of season ticket holders or suite holders that they were allowing at camp at first, as soon as, and then our media, you know, because they're, they're grand. They're the most positive people ever. They'll show up an hour before practice and take a picture of the first person that sits down at camp and says, this is camp's attendance today. They do it at the games all the time, too. We don't have great attendance at the game, but it's never as bad as the media will make you believe it is. Right. But um, they realized after a couple days, like, "Now we need to open this shit up. We need to let people come. And it went from telling me, like, oh, you can come one day because fans can't repeat days at camp because it's limited parking and stuff to... Real. let us know what days you'd like to come. You could come every day. You let us know like, <laughs> you could check off any day you'd like to come. And I just started coming like every day because I'm like, this is how it should be. Why can't you come to camp one day when there's 50 people, 60 people showing up the first week? And then attendance has been pretty good since then. But I'd say the overall, the overall reception is it's year three, year three of Ron Rivera. He took off in year three in Carolina, years after he misses the playoffs. He normally wins nine plus games as a coach. That's how it's been. He's been telling us since he's got here. It takes three to five years to build a culture. And the first year he got here, we kind of stumbled into a division title because Dak Prescott broke his ankle. So it kind of jump started and falsely boosted what our expectations were. And we got a little bit of humble pie, but... It it has to take it has to start taking shape this year. There's no excuse for Jack Del Rio in the defense. There's no excuse for Chase Young to have one and a half sacks through 10 weeks. There's no excuse for Scott Turner now that he doesn't have a turnstile purgatory of quarter of Jag quarterbacks to try it out every year. Because you know Scott's had eight quarterbacks in two seasons here. And there's no excuse now. Say what you want about Carson. Carson is the best we've had since Kirk Cousins by a mile. And while Kirk is more consistent, Carson is more talented, but Carson's lows are lower than Kirk. And that's the difference between the quarterback. That's scary for
0: you guys. Yeah.
2: I am grateful and I am all aboard the Carson Wentz experience flaws and all ups and downs, left-hand interceptions and all I'm, he he would try to. It will be moves. an experience. It's gonna definitely be an experience. But I think our fan base, the team, the staff—they are doing a great job of really nailing home the point that you are actually wanted here. Like we weren't pigeonholed into trading for you. We actually want yeah, but, you.
0: But like you that's where I struggle. You. That's where I struggle. Like, okay, you're a grown ass man making millions of dollars. Why do you need to be felt like you wanted? Like, you're here. God, do just, the they damn they job.
2: just want look. Their their thing right now with cleaning up the organization. They want this tight knit family environment. All right. No, no, well, I get Bruce that. Allen bullshit here, and everything is closed. They they're really trying to everybody the players. They're. Like they're they're really trying to let Carson know that you're wanted here. We appreciate you, and we think you can actually succeed here. So, I'm I'm all aboard, man. I'm all ready, and I think for the most part, there's positive reception, and people just the people there's the people that still oh, oh they're not the Redskins, so I don't care. They're the they're the boomers that you know they can't let it go. The name is not offensive. You guys succumb to woke it culture. Was. But you guys succumb to woke culture. They're going to definitely force our mascot to be a hog because people (laughs) over history. And I guess I'm biased because I'm 30 and I did not witness the glory days here, but I'm all for all of the change. And it feels like a new day in Washington. It feels like a breath of fresh air.
0: Uh, this is Peanut's Co- comment, by the way. He's a member of our, our All About the Birds team. Just letting you know that we're going to help with the uh, the attendance for sure. when We all come up on September twenty fifth. So come on, come on down, man. Bring some Philly cheesesteaks with you, man. Yo, we just might. We're going to bring Hollis Thomas, so maybe we'll bring some Philly cheesesteaks too. Hey, let will do it, man. Let's do it. So tell tell
2: your Terry McLaurin story. Oh yeah. Um. So I was upset watching the top one hundred countdown the other day because. When they announced Jonathan Allen, they said the only commander that shows up on the list this year is coming up. And I'm like, wow, this is definitely Jonathan Allen because he was damn near all pro elite last year. And it just befuddled me. OBJ, 500 yards and four touchdowns. Cordero Patterson, the first year of ever producing anything in the league. CD Lamb, I'm sorry, I know he's good, but Kyle Yousechek from San Francisco. Don't put fullbacks on the top 100 list. Mac Jones, Terry doesn't make the top 100 list. So I, my friend is getting his autograph at camp. I'm standing right there. I got my camera. I said, Terry, how do you feel about being snubbed off the top 100 list? And he gave this look like. He's not letting it affect him, but he felt it. Like you can tell mm-hmm. that the human in him, he's like, Yeah, they're sleeping on me. But he was like, I'm not worried about that, man. I'm just I'm just here to grind, man. I'm just here to do my thing, and I'm not worried about those lists or popularity contests and stuff like that. And he was like, I appreciate your support and I appreciate you for looking out. That was a good that was a good experience, man. Terry is the man, he stays after practice 70 to 90 minutes every day and signs every single person that's at camp. It's very nice to see. Like, I I would say that he's probably the biggest fan favorite here since, like, uh, RG3's rookie season or, like, Sean Taylor. Like, they, he is beloved here. Like, he's a, he's going to be a lifer, man. They Which is great. Guy.
0: I mean, you got to have those guys. Mm-hmm. I just know that you had a really cool experience with him where he kind of, like, looked up at you like, right, I got you, but, like, I'm going to handle this my way. <laughs>
2: yeah, my guy, man. I, he's all business, man. I love that dude, man.
0: So, I have got some things queued up here. Okay. Let's get it. So, we're going to call this Commander Rapid Fire, which, by the way, mm-hmm. is really weird to type the word Commander because I still don't see it. So, I'm going to show you some things and you just tell me what your thoughts are. Awesome. The spec on our name, Chip. I'm going to be shitting all over you guys for the next couple of minutes. Let's go. So, topic number one <clears throat> quote, quarterbacks throwing two receivers against air, meaning no defense is the football equivalent of a layup line Standig said yet Wentz routinely has bricked passes in various directions, overthrowing or firing too far out front has been the most common issue, which has been an issue. Always inaccuracy issues dogged Wentz during his final couple seasons with the Eagles and his lone season with the Cowboys in 2021. He had the sixth worst completion rate over expected. His misfires were cringeworthy during the final months of the season, when the Colts did everything, I think, right, or to win, or I don't know what the hell it says. But thoughts on your inaccurate quarterback? Uh, I don't
2: take much that Ben Standick says too personally. He's a guy that works for the athletic. He has the personality of a tumbleweed, and every <laughs> other word he says on his podcast is followed with a stammer or a stutter, and he should critique his personality on his own media platform before he he they they exaggerate everything like there, were i've went to like four practices in a row and i'm looking at the media's reports after it there's a couple guys if it, if you hear it from john kime take it as gospel okay hear from a certain amount of guys at camp is gospel ben standing's one of those He's one of those camera out, let me take a picture of the first fan there and say that no one showed up at camp time of God. Carson has missed high a bunch of times at camp. Carson's also hitting on the money balls like almost every day at camp, and he closes out every session strong most days of camp. Yes, he misses high. God rest his soul. His inaccuracy is nothing compared to – what I've seen with Dwayne Haskin when he was here. God rest his soul. I'm not speaking down on the dead, but if we're going to talk about crazy inaccuracy, that's crazy inaccuracy. This is just misses and mistiming with guys that you're just learning how to get on the field with.
0: So for those of you listening in the Philly sports market, standing would be the equivalent of Elliott Shore Parks. (laughs)
2: <laughs>
1: or howard asking
2: he must not he must not get many words in man because every every other sentence is a, a mean stutter or stammer and it sounds like socially uh, like he, if dan snyder was a media member he'd be ben standing
0: there you go <laughs> um and and no my wife we're not talking about your sparkly eyes and glossy blonde hair we're talking about this guy's scraggly red ginger hair feel, uh... and and inability to do anything yes so that was a uh, number one. Let's continue. Wonderful I personally love this image. <laughs> this is your list of quarterbacks over the last, I don't know, 10, 15 years. 20. That's 20 not, years. No, 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 no,
2: no, no. That's not the whole list. So yeah, that's actually about a decade. Yep. That's about a decade. To 20, yeah. years.
0: Ramsey, Brunel, Kerry Collins, Jason Campbell. I don't know if that's the same Campbell or a different Campbell. McNabb, Beck Campbell. Grossman Cousins Griffin the third Griffin the third McCoy cousins, cousins Smith, McCoy Sanchez Johnson that's only through what is that Josh Johnson?
2: Why is there so many Jason Campbell jerseys? Why do that many Jason Campbell jerseys exist in the world?
0: This yes, is somebody's Jersey collection <laughs> Why did someone buy a Mark Sanchez jersey <laughs> um, oh, So thoughts on your quarterback turnover of the last uh We'll just say 12 to 13 years. You would understand why I
2: embrace and I'm (laughs) down with Carson Wentz with my whole (laughs) goal because this is our life. Terry McLaurin got here three years ago. This man's played with nine quarterbacks in three years. We play four quarterbacks a season. I am so happy to have Carson Wentz. I don't want to see Kyle Allen. I don't want to see Taylor Heineke. I don't want to see Ryan Fitzpatrick, who I call Water Park Fitz because he hurt his hip at a water park and re-aggravated it week one versus the Chargers. And he retired. retired. We had that. He went to more Bills games than Washington games as a member of our team last year. The year before, Kyle Allen, Heineke, Haskins, and crippled Alex Smith, not like two-legged Alex Smith, and then the year before that, Alex Smith, Colt McCoy, Case Keenum, Dwayne Hask. This is all in three years, man. <laughs> Ever since that's why every our fan base hates Kirk Cousins. They hate him. And I said, Y'all are going to rue the day that y'all shitted on Kirk Cousins. Because yep. when he walked out that door, a guy that could give you 4,025 t- plus touchdowns every year. You see what life is like now on the other side. It ain't greener. It's Good not point. greener at all. That's the best quarterback of my lifetime. And as a Washington fan, <laughs> I'm not going to, I'm not going to ever take for granted what Kirk Cousins did here. He's the only consistent quarterback I've ever seen here in my 20 plus years of fandom. You're not gonna give RG3 his props. RG3 had a magical 2012. He was absolute dog shit after. And he played a part in his downfall here. Don't let anybody sure. tell you it was all the Shanahans and Snyder, because he did too.
0: Um, I, I, it was funny, as you said that, though, that you're going to embrace Carson Wentz with all your soul when, as my wife said so eloquently, gingers don't have souls. Um, and also that dude is lighting his money on fire. Mike, what were you about to say about the this lovely collection of shenanigans?
1: I feel for you. It sucks. Um, but I do agree. Man, they should have never let Cousins walk. Well, I, I actually don't know. Was that Cousins' decision or was that? The organization's decision. They boring. franchised him for two we, years in a we, row, if I'm
2: correct. Watched it like we didn't offer him a fair market deal for what he was doing here. Like our fans were under the impression that you need to be the best quarterback in the league to get to get a big contract when he was actually producing. Like the guy put up 4900 yards and 29 touchdowns. We haven't had a quarterback throw for 30 touchdowns since 1967, Sonny Jurgensen. We've never had a quarterback <laughs> throw for 30 touchdowns in my lifetime. Kirk was the closest. Kirk threw for just under 5000 yards and they were he always they always treated him like the stepchild because their golden boy didn't pan out. And he was the backup option and Shanahan told him the whole time that Kirk was better than Robert and they never wanted to look themselves in the mirror and admit that shit. So that's what happened with Kirk. They didn't offer him the money. Kirk eventually didn't want to be here, which he had the right to feel. Fans made him feel like shit when all he did was produce, you know, he choked some time, but he was the, he was one of the few reasons why we had a chance every week.
0: Well, it's funny because the whole NFL still treats him that way. Um, by the way, you won't see Kyle Allen since the Houston Texans picked him up.
2: <laughs> you won't
0: see him again. Ever. Yeah, he's gone to football yep. purgatory. Yep. Michael, would you like to take this next one? I would. Because this is oh. what you were referring to. Yes.
1: <laughs> the Washington Commanders are signing free agent linebacker Nate Gary, a source said. The former Eagles starter spent time last year with the 49ers. And I do want to clarify I think spent time last year with the 49ers was. Training camp and practice squad. But as you can see from the graphic (laughs) screen, this is real life. This is Nate Gary facing the wrong way. (laughs) You don't don't see that ghost that he's checking? (laughs) Roughly eight yards away from where anything is happening. (laughs) There he is. Rio, what are your thoughts on my... Most hated person to ever wear an Eagles jersey. I hate Nate Gary. I would tell him to his face, I would fight Nate Gary. I would not, not saying that I would win, but I would do it just to prove a point. What are your thoughts on former 49ers legend Nate Gary? I have no thoughts on Nate Gary. He, <laughs> he didn't he didn't play horrible in the preseason
2: game. He's here to fill a body in the linebacker room while we got these young guys out here, and he's here to fill a uniform for the next few weeks. And I, I don't really have much thoughts on he's a jag. He may be less than a jag, you know.
1: I have and a the- theory on Nate Gary, by the way, Chip. A Gary theory? Yes, my theory is... He was brought in to help with
2: the Eagles? Maybe. No, my theory
1: is more like when he was here. Jim Schwartz wanted Patrick Queen really bad, if you remember. Mm -hmm. Him constantly rolling Nate Gary out every single week and saying he's the best linebacker we have was his way of taking a shot at Harry Roseman.
0: Yeah, Because it was
1: all he could do. That's just my theory. I mean... Could be the case. Yeah, Patrick Queen wouldn't have helped that defense at all. You know, what would
0: he have he? No, done? Schwartz had to go.
1: He did. He did. But you know what? Schwartz was all... I will say that the defensive units that Dream Schwartz had could have been better had they had better talent. They they outplayed what they should
0: have. Oh, they way outkicked their coverage. 100%. Chip, Chip texted me as soon as we signed. Yes, him. I did. Yeah. Right. <laughs> like... <laughs> It literally was just me laughing at your face, and your response was, "So you don't like this guy?
1: <laughs> Do not know who he was, Rio. Just out of curiosity.
0: I recall
2: him before because I I recall a play when we played them a few years back. I think it was Terry got him the hell out of here on a play on a touchdown or something. But I don't know. There's not much to know or care about about this play. Like we've probably given him too much airtime right now.
1: I will say here's
0: the
1: 100% every team has guys like this. It was Gary and guys like Alex Singleton. And hopefully the same thing doesn't apply to Marcus Epps. Hopefully more of these players being on the field, you know, they're really good in small doses. They're situational players, but the more they play, the worse they get. Sounds like Heineke. Yep. People were saying Singleton was your leading tackler. Yeah, but he's tackling guys nine yards down the field.
0: (laughs) And he could not absolutely could not cover in the passing game, he was great in the run. Great in the run because he was just running downhill, but was, he was a liability in the passing game. Um, Alex Singleton, now a Denver Bronco, by the way. Peace. Hey, have fun, Alex. I'm trying to find like his, his depth chart excited, situation.
2: I'm excited for this season, man. I'm ready for football. I'm I'm juiced up for a preseason game this week. Who are you guys playing this week? We go to Kansas City this week. I need to see our defense tested because I didn't like what I saw with the, de- with the defense. Like, I, I was cool with the starting offense minus Antonio Gibson, which is a conversation we need to have.
0: But mm-hmm. defense, they concern me. They concern well, me. I, I feel like, for me, it's because of what I'm about to show you. Something that happened at your practice recently. So, give me a second. And I'm gonna just show you a little something, something that I came across, uh, and you can maybe try to explain it. But I don't know if there is an explanation for what I'm going to show you. Uh, hang on, you need this. I know.
2: I know what you're gonna show me, and I'm gonna. I, I, have, I have a perfect explanation for it. I imagine. I know exactly what's coming. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> One, that did not happen at practice in the summertime. That happened in OTAs way back in the spring. Two, it's a frat dance. It's a frat dance. I know that now. That the fraternity and the mega side. What those? I don't know. I didn't go to college. But it, that's a fraternity thing, man. They're just clowning. That's how guys clown on the field in the locker room all the time. I know y'all remember Bernard Pollen. Bernard Pollard like making his cheeks clap on Hard Knocks like that's how they act in the locker room. That's the culture. You play sports like the the wildest shit takes place in the locker rooms. Man, that's mild compared to a lot of the shit you see. But they got to make everything. We they got to make us the butt of every joke until of we, course until we prove on the field that we're them guys, which we're gonna do
0: when we win this division at eleven and six this year. But isn't that the way it kind of should be? Like, I, I am a firm believer of the whole participation trophy generation has just made us all weaker. Like, you know what? You are the butt of a joke until you're no longer the butt of a joke.
2: Yep, until until you prove it. Because winning cures all, you know? Like, Deshaun Watson, the whole world hates him right now. He goes out there and wins 11 games if he's on the field this year, puts up 4,500 yards. As sad as it is to say, nobody's going to care about his Massage parlor etiquette.
1: I'll still hate him.
2: Most I'll still
0: will. not a fan I'm, of him. Most Listen, I'm really kill, good at
1: boy. hating and holding grudges, man. I'm, like sports.
2: I'm sports is weird like that, man. Like winning changes a lot. Like if Art ass owner ever holds up a Lombardi, his fucking Q score is gonna rise because winning changes so much. Even though he's like the worst person in the world. His wife's awesome, by the way. I don't know how that that dynamic works out. But yeah, man, Daniel Snyder is the reason why we're going to keep being the butt of jokes until we prove it on the field and we turn this thing around. And it's going to start because in our inaugural season under... The Commanders, you see, inaugural season. We're going to win a division. We're going to win NFC East 11-6. It's going to be clinched in week 18 versus the Dallas Cowboys in the first ever whiteout game of the Commanders era, and I'm excited for it, man. You heard it here first.
1: I'm starting a petition, by the way. I never want to see an Eagles-Cowboys season closer again. Never. <laughs> no. Never. No. Absolutely because not. It either means always, I feel like it's always every- the closer. It's it's either means everything or it means less than nothing, and
0: I'm just. Over it's it. less important than a preseason game. Yeah, I have, I have a question like, for I you guys,
1: Cowboys fan. Real quick, real bragging to me about week 18 last year. Oh, what'd you guys do? I was like, dude, you had your first string offense against the guys that probably aren't even on rosters right now. Yep. Right. Well, fuck you, Kevin. Oh, yeah. Go ahead,
2: real. <laughs> Cowboy <laughs> fans are different. They're different breeds of human. I have a question for you guys. They're a different
0: inbreed of human.
2: Not yeah, it, it, pretty much. <laughs> So can Jalen Hurts throw the football yet?
1: No.
0: Yes. <laughs> Y'all got two different answers. I need to know. <laughs> well, and so that's, worst that's, worst? that's part of the problem. So last year we went in with a, a list of questions for Jalen Hurts to prove himself, right? And the season ended and we still have the exact same list. Like he didn't answer any of the questions and we became a running team allegedly. Um, but Jalen Hurts is one of the hardest workers that the Eagles have ever had on roster.
2: Oh, he checks all the boxes for me as a quarterback, except for his right arm. Right,
0: and so that's I don't what he
2: him as a passer. I never did in college. Like he does not put any fear into my heart as a passer. His legs scare me. His legs scare. me. But he looks sharp. He looks sharp in y'all preseason opener, and he, I he did does. love to see how Malada defended him because. I hate. It tells a lot about your quarterback when someone takes a shot at him and nobody defends the quarterback. Like when RG three was getting thrown around and our lineman was just looking at him and kept it pushing. I was like, oh, he's a dickhead. He really is a dickhead. It's not rumors. They don't like him, bro. Like, I love to see that, but I want to know what hurts is as a passer because we all
0: do. We all do. Mike. Mike is not a fan. Um, I like, like Mike-
1: Hurts as a person. He's I love Jalen
0: Hurts' person. I love him as a leader. A great guy.
2: Has he's Carson Strong shown anything?
0: He's shown to have a terrible camp. Yeah. He has had an awful, awful camp.
2: <laughs> Our fans wanted him in the second round.
1: <laughs> no, no well, he, Carson Strong has a lot of medical questions, but the thing is, so Jalen's arm itself is actually really good. It's the it's the way he sets his feet and his mechanics. It's the mechanics himself, that needs to be addressed. Um, he just, he's, you know, like the problem I have with these Alabama quarterbacks is they're so used to throwing the guys who are wide open athletes that are so much better than the defensive backs that they're going up against. And they are wide the fuck open. And you saw that with Tua throwing to Jalen Waddle in Alabama and Jalen Waddle is 10 yards in front of some guy that is an account right now or working on your yeah. car. You know, prayers up to all the fellow mechanics out there. Um, he goes to Oklahoma. Same thing. Great wide receivers in court, in Oklahoma system. Terrible quarterbacks. He doesn't throw with great anticipation. He still locks on to a lot of his first reads, and he still doesn't throw his wide receivers open. Now, you have to go and get a rangy, lanky guy like A.J. Brown who can call in everything from everywhere because you your deficiencies. Devonta Smith could have probably had over a 1,000 yards if he had more on-target throws last year. But this is the Jalen Hurts No Excuses Tour this year. So this is going to be the make or break for him. And it's going to be the make or break for this franchise this season because that says, are we drafting somebody? Or are we paying this guy $30 million a year? Because his contract is up after next season. So this, you know, we may think that this is a good spot to be in. We're actually in a scary situation financially right now because we don't, the biggest question mark in the team is we don't know what we're going to do in quarterback. Y'all,
2: y'all y'all, better get yourselves in the CJ Stroud business because that, mm, I, I think he's, I think he's nope. going to be, I think he's going to be Bryce team. Young. If anything, you no, want the no, you think that understand. body's going to last at quarterback in this no.
1: league too small. And here's the thing. If you watch him throw the ball, you know, a lot of quarterbacks that sit there and they, he, he, like, leans forward a lot when he throws the ball. The shit throws. Like a javelin. Yeah, it's just weird. Like, the, it could be a situation where they're trading for somebody. They're signing a stopgap. I don't know. I have a feeling that the 2023 quarterback class is going to overwhelm, underwhelm a lot of people. Lots of good running backs. Lots of good wide receivers coming up. The quarterbacks scare the shit out of me. We'll see. Also, I do want to say Jalen Hurts was drafted two rounds too early.
2: Stroud's what? gonna be a dog. I'm telling you, Stroud's gonna be a dog, bro. Stroud's mm-hmm. gonna be a. going will um, be don't, the
0: first Ohio State quarterback to ever do it. So, yeah, be hey, d- d- d-
2: d- d- look past up. the school. Look past the school. Stroud is a different breed. He is oh. not what they've had there.
1: Even yeah, so, is Justin Fields.
2: He is different, man. Now, Stroud, Stroud's man. better
1: than Fields, uh, man. I don't know about that. I yeah, I want to we'll see one more, we'll see one more year of, of C.J. Stroud and then I'll make my assessment. I right saw now, Stroud like, go
2: destroy a Utah defense with NFL prospects without his best two receivers, just him and Jackson Smith and Jigba by themselves for six hundred yards in a bowl game. That dude, that dude's special, man.
1: So is Jackson Smith and Jigba, by the way. Oh yeah,
2: he's going. He's going top I seven mean, five next year.
1: That dude can ball, and I'll tell you yeah, another dude. guy to look out for. If any of your your NFL teams, if you're a fan of another team, watching or listening to this, Sean Tucker from Syracuse, the NFL is going to absolutely love him. Much like Commanders fans are going to love Brian Robinson, who I think is an absolute workhorse, I and mean, he can be a three down running back. Yeah, that's RB one. If any <laughs> Commanders fans are like, well, why didn't he get on the field at Alabama? Because Najee Harris is better. Sorry, Damian Harris was there, and he was older. He was an upperclassman. So there, Alabama is like a revolving door of just running back talent. That, that sounds Brian like Robinson, music
2: to my spots. ears. That means low tread on the tires. And in case y'all didn't know, he's the he's the starting running back right now. He's Brian Robinson. Robinson. Brian Robinson is the starting running back right now because fumbles McGee, Antonio Gibson, after having a practice where they did goal line situational and he fumbles on fourth and goal and he fumbles on team drill to close a practice, he fumbles on his second carry of our preseason game. And the starters had to go back on the field for a third possession, which was not the plan because he fumbled after our first first down of the game. In comes Brian Robinson with the first team, against the first team. First carry, 10 yards, decisive. A few plays later, gets in the end zone in front of all of our home fans. And he's been having a great camp. They've been splitting number one reps through camp. And now we got Gibson running with the punt return team, the kick return team, and the second and third
0: units this week in practice. So, On that note, we're going to wrap this (laughs) up because – Y'all have a mess over there in Washington. No Besides mess, the fact man. that all ain't the ain't commanders have no Daniel Slater as runner.
2: Ain't no mess at all. Just accountability, man. We're we doing things different over here now. I want that big boy to be the bell cow here, man. I'm, I'm with it. I said it when we drafted him. He's going to take his job at some point this season. Didn't
0: think it would be in August, but <laughs> I'm, with it. I'm with it, man. Well, I want to thank you, Rio, for joining us tonight. This, yeah. Again, Rio Robinson, why don't you talk a little bit about your amazing platform of things that you do over in Washington? Yeah, man. I got a
2: YouTube channel, Ramblin' with Rio Robinson. I do all things Commanders, live streams, game. Each week we do game previews where I like to collaborate with a YouTuber or content creator or media person for the team that we're playing each week. I keep my boots on the ground wherever the team's at. I'll be at all the home games, I've met all the practices. And whenever I do, I have my camera out and I'm vlogging it because I like to bring the experience to all the fans who aren't able to get out to the events. I want them to live vicariously through me and see my loud mouth as just having a good ass time and enjoying things, especially when it's optimism season, when it's the off season before games are lost and we're all negative Nancy and the world is over again. But yeah, man raw unfiltered content you know we're not the media over here we keep things fun light impartial and real that's what we do man and i'm down to collaborate with anybody who wants to collaborate with me especially when it comes to the nfc east because we are the most fun division to talk shit to each other with man
0: or as peanut says the butt of every joke
2: yeah for sure but it's it, we're the most <laughs> passionate
0: division by a mile man appreciate you guys for having me on man Real love you, man. Uh, so, again, for all of you listening, first off, thank you to all the great commenters. Thank you for watching and supplying some of the content that we always like to talk about. Um, don't forget, on Sunday, we are going to be at Sports and Social in Allentown with a post-game show with Hollis Thomas. So, we're going to be there. We're going to be talking. We're going to get some of his feedback, some of the thoughts that he sees. Um, so, make sure you're checking that out. Also, don't forget, you can get your tickets and should get your tickets Uh, it's a little over a month away for our trip to FedEx field to go invade FedEx field and talk shit on Carson Wentz to his face, uh, to bus trip, select all about the birds as your sponsors ride with us from Allentown. We're going to roll down there. We get food, we get drink, we get a hang with Hollis Thomas and And you get get an
2: L, you get to take an L home with you. Stop
0: it, sir. A big fat one. Stop it, sir. And we get tickets in the 100 level, which are better tickets than, uh, some of these commanders fans are willing to buy. So we're going to invade. We're that's going to talk fat, people out and we're going fat. to be obnoxious about it. What um, section are y'all going to be in? Let me know. I, I I will. You know, as soon as we get our tickets and we get down there, I'm, I'm hitting you up. I'm in 139. Holla at me. I will. I will. Um, all the sponsors are in the bio. So don't forget, you know, statement games, fun, free twist on fancy sports. Check them out. Symbol, the stock market for sports. Use the code AAT sports when you sign up. Vinny's Pizza and Restaurant in Allentown along with stuff to the grills in the Old Town Shopping Center in Allentown. Um, and, uh, of course, the network.com slash shop. Get that. Sh- oh my God. The most
2: gorgeous helmet in the league. That's just that, not even true. That matte burgundy is the most gorgeous helmet in the league. The way the sun hits it, y'all, y'all, y'all could never.
1: I do like the matte finish, though. I love... I do too. I like
2: oh, it's gorgeous. Thank you. I, I need, I need to, I need to hear Tila's full costume breakdown. Yeah, well, we have to
0: do that. that. You let me know. We'll, we'll set it up. She can do the costume. Don't forget uh, about me, Tila. I need, I need that. <laughs> yeah, the costume mentality uh, rating of the new jerseys. You'll have to line them up and let us know. I got you. Um, so I'm Chip at Chip for the Birds and Umpire Stories. This is Mike at Rewind CEO. Hit him up for all of your fantasy needs. Rio, of course. Thank you for joining us, my friend. And as we end every show here on the AAT Sports Network, a positive and a happy Go Go birds. Birds.